Welcome to Grandma and Her Gummies, a fun and educational podcast about real-life cannabis stories and lessons for safer cannabis use for everyone. If you're looking for ways to ease pain, inflammation, anxious feelings, or just want to chill and get better sleep, we'll share with you the latest scientific research and tips about cannabis products and innovation, which just might help improve your quality of life. Listen in for the basics about cannabis and walk away with important resources and education. But most of all, have fun and enjoy the cannabis stories. Want to share your cannabis story? Contact us at grandmaandhergummies.com. Hello to my cannabis curious listeners. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. I'm Steve with the Cannabis Wellness Group and the host of Grandma and Her Gummies, our fun educational podcast with real-life cannabis stories and products for safe and effective cannabis use. As I like to say, it's not about getting high. It's about getting better. Better sleep, better relief, and a better quality of life. And boy, do we have a great story today about life. This is a very inspirational and powerful story about someone who's beating cancer. Now, Shardell is in her late 60s, and a while back, she was diagnosed with stage X, esophageal cancer. That's right, stage X. The doctors couldn't biopsy. The tumor was so big. She went through all of the natural course of treatments and she found cannabis. She's going to tell you her story about Rick Simpson oil. And now that she is three years scan free, that means her scans are not showing any detection of the cancer. In the esophageal cancer word, they call it NED, N-E-D, no evidence of disease. And it is an inspiring story. Shardell has some tidbits and some tips that'll help you. She'll also be available to help anybody that might be going through a cancer scenario. Doesn't have to be esophageal cancer. This can apply to you or hopefully somebody you want to help. So please share this. Stay tuned. Let me introduce you to Shardell. Hi, Shardell. Thanks for joining us today. Um, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about your background and, and where you're from? Hi, everybody. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I reside in Arizona, and I moved here from Michigan, actually, South Haven, Michigan. I moved here in April of 2020 in the middle of COVID, mm -hmm. and I kept going to the emergency room because I couldn't swallow anything. Nothing was staying down. So for two months, I'm going to the emergency room, and they're just diagnosing me as stress or anxiety or um, and they're not listening to me. And by this time, I lost 80 pounds. So I walked into a GI doctor's office near the hospital. And I looked at the receptionist and said, I am dying. I need to see the doctor now. And thank God I had this wonderful GI doctor who agreed to see me right away, put me in the hospital right away, did an endoscopy right away. And came out immediately and said, you have a huge tumor. We are referring you to the cancer center immediately, but I have to get the biopsy. So three days later, no biopsy. And he calls me and says, Shardell, can we, I got to send it to another group. I, we can't get a reading. I said, okay, no problem. He said, please give me three more days. No problem. Because now I've got to get the port put in for the chemo. And it's just, it's such a rush. You don't have time to think. And you're trying to live or, or stay alive. And so I didn't have time to research chemo, radiation. This was new to me, new to my family. I had no clue. So I just went along with what the doctor said. And before I knew it, I'm getting chemo, radiation. 
and I'm starting to join esophageal cancer groups because I was diagnosed esophageal cancer stage X. There's usually four stages of a cancer, one, two, three, four. Stage four is usually metastasized. Stage X means the eyes of the doctors could not determine the stage because the tumor was too big. <laughs> After um, two different groups of uh, radiologist teams looking at it, they, they had to get me to treatment, so they just put stage X just to get me in and get started. Right. But basically, it was stage three. So in the middle of my chemo and radiation, I joined esophageal cancer groups and were sharing information. And I come across this medicinal marijuana group. And so I join this group and I start learning. I start learning about the plant, what the plant can do. Now, you know, I'm 67. In my 20s, we smoked weed. But compared to today, that was like dirt weed. This weed today is very strong. And I probably haven't touched it in 40 years. So I had to be reintroduced to everything and, um, and learn this with chemo brain, which is really a struggle. But I, had, I met some great people that, mentored me across the country and internationally. I've done studies with the University of Australia. I've done studies in the UK. I've done other podcasts. I just want to get the word out that don't be afraid of a plant because a plant growing out of the ground, a living organism, is so much better for the body than a synthetic drug coming out of a pharmaceutical company for your body. And then I started to hit what they call RSO, Rick Simpson oil. Rick Simpson is the developer of this oil about 25 years ago, developed it for skin cancer. Well, since then, it has evolved. And in the esophageal cancer world, you have to be NED, which is no evidence of disease in any scan, blood work, anywhere, for five years to be considered cured. Because now I'm NED, I've been doing this oil. I feel great. And now today, three years later, I'm still mad. Let me just back up for a second so the listeners can understand. So you've gone through your traditional chemo and radiation. And I imagine mm -hmm. at this point, you're, you're trying everything. You found a group that recommended cannabis oil, in this case, RSO, <laughs> which stands for Rick Simpson, oil, for people that may not know. And tell us a little bit about how you incorporated that into your routine. I um, found a mentor and he taught me how to make it. He taught me how to use it. He taught me how to start with it. And so here I am today wanting to give back and share with others and help others. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's so important. And that's really our mission at Grandma and Her Gummies is to provide at points basic, very basic information and education for people that are brand new to it. But this is a story where it gets advanced and it's really important, particularly because, you know, a condition, a diagnosis, we want people to know there are other options out there. And when it gets to RSO, it is a very potent component of the cannabis plant. And so I just want everyone to know this is not a beginner's story. This is a this is a serious, more advanced, very strong, you know, component of the plant. But that's that's why it helps. The level of uh, THC in it can be very, very high. Eventually, I think you got up to a dosing regimen that you knew was now reducing the tumor. Tell, tell us a little bit about what you found. If you're new to the oil, then we want you to, to build the body to build up a tolerance. So you're going to have to go slowly. 
and maybe microdose throughout the day. The oiling, once I started the oil after my chemo radiation and after they recommended surgery, which is a really huge surgery, and I opted not to have the surgery, my oncologist was so worried. He's like, this cancer comes back. And when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. Mm. I said, I know. I know, but I'm taking oil. I'm doing this oil. And we try to educate the doctors along the way. Um, And I feel confident. And since then, I've been NED. I truly believe in the oil. My mentors had liver cancer with meth, and he never did any chemo radiation. My counterpart with EC in Canada had meth. She did do chemo radiation, but she also does the RSO and does it um, every day. Um, now, I will caution you, if you were to Google Rick Simpson oil, you're going to hit a lot of scammers. Number one, Rick Simpson does not sell oil online. If I can explain it in layman terms, you have receptors in the body that are dormant and are not active and have probably never been active. What RSR is going to do is activate them. So you have more of an immune fighting army to fight the cancer cells. So let's just go back to to a couple things. You were taking RSO, you were taking it daily. How long, how many months did it take for you to be, your scans were clear. I just, I'm so happy for you and I continue to be amazed by this plant. How, how long did that take, do you think? All of my friends that are on this, all my cancer buddies that I met in the communities, we are all NED and staying clear, whether it's breast cancer, esophageal cancer, colon cancer, or prostate cancer. But what we're finding is that the plant not only treats cancer, but it treats fibromyalgia, arthritis. It's just amazing. And I've been clear now almost three years, I've been clear of scans. And so to give you an idea, I think the stats in 2000, I want to say maybe 20, I'm not sure of the year, there was 19,000 cases, 16,000 die. That's how bad cancer is. And because there's not a lot of people in that cancer category, we don't get a lot of funding. That was another reason for me to find other avenues. You know, even though breast cancer does get a lot of funding, you still have a lot of serious cases and you have more people in that category. So mm-hmm. understandably, that deserves the funding. You know, the, the unfortunately, you know, the medical community has taken longer than we need to catch up to all of this and the anecdotal stories and the wonderful success that we're hearing from, from you and from others. We just have to we have to share it. And, you know, the, the idea of getting the product if you're in a legal state is one thing you got to a point where you actually make your own RSO oil. What, mm-hmm. Tell tell the listeners mm-hmm. a little bit about what what's in that and how how you make it. Okay, so what I did was I reached out to a group of um, local growers in my area, and I happened to come across a wonderful man that rushed to my house within an hour of donating tons of flour to me. Um, but we use about six strains of an indica, and indica is a flower strain that is used for healing. And mm-hmm. what I found more and more as you get tolerant to RSO is there's no longer a head high, it's a body high. And I just, you know, for the listeners, I just want to make the statement that, you know, I'm not a doctor, so this is not medical advice. You're not a doctor either, Chardelle, right? Right. right. No. So- I do work with the medicinal marijuana doctor here. She gives out my name to help patients along the way and teach them 
explain it and explain what to purchase, where to purchase. Um, I recommend anyone in a medicinal state get your license. Um, I did that to protect me um, in any event, but you also get like, you don't pay like in Arizona, it's 9% tax, I think, if not higher on the marijuana products and the medicinal doesn't pay. Um, but it also tells the medicinal marijuana world that I'm serious about this. This is medicine for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for recreation. I'm here to keep my cancer at bay. Mm-hmm. Very important distinction. And, you know, getting that medical card, um, we're, we're based here in Georgia, and we just started giving medical cards through appropriate networks of doctors. So it's great recommendations. Everyone should do that. Incorporate this with your doctor and, and you know, take it seriously mm-hmm. if you're looking at it for medicinal purposes. Right. And I think then it gave that card gave me the confidence to walk into any one of my doctors here and go, look, I am a medicinal marijuana patient. Here is my card. Like, I am serious about this and I'll explain it to you. Well, you've probably learned a number of things. So, for instance, you know, go back to the idea that RSO is very potent. And so you built up a tolerance and it takes a while. So there's regimens to go through. But to maybe share some some words of wisdom with the with the listeners about an approach or what to do while you're dosing or if you if you take too much. Well, at the time that I started RSO, I had fentanyl pain patches and liquid morphine um, for my cancer um, because the pain was horrific. Um, And I wanted to get off that morphine because I felt it was killing me and certainly the liquid fentanyl patches. So when I started the RSO, I started to increase it a little bit. And the more I increased, the less pain medicine I took. So at some point, I got to the point where I, I was just taking the RSO and no more pain medicine. I stopped with the fentanyl patches first and then eased off the morphine. And then, you know, the doctors put you on a lower dose opioid because they don't want you to withdraw totally and they don't understand RSO. So they continued to just wean me and wean me and wean me off the medicine. And the RSO helps in doing that. Now, if you overdose or take too much, we found a few things that work. Orange juice works for some reason. Chewing peppercorns works. And also, one of um, the members of our group made a product called Buzzkill. It is now available on Amazon, and you can buy that product. But we also found that within an hour or two of taking the RSO, if you are too high, take a CBD tincture product and put it a few drops under your tongue. That will help dissipate the high. And again, that's another new thing we found. Excellent. No, that's just, this is good because really, frankly, if anyone's listening, it's it's not the fact that it's RSO. In this case, if you're if you eat a gummy and you just get too high or it's too powerful, the, this all will help. You know, chewing a peppercorn, like those are real like the peppercorns in a mill you're talking about, right? Just chew on those. Mm-hmm. I've heard lemon mm-hmm. uh, works. And uh, and yes, CBD is kind of the, the counter anchor to THC when you get too high. So those are really good and important things for anybody to have if you just took too much. Or that's why we call it gram or gummies. If somebody took too many gummies, you know, <laughs> it can knock you over. So this might help people get through that for sure. 
Right. And some of the doctors out there, the medicinal marijuana doctors are great. They they may be able to even recommend the doses or what product to start with or how. Um, that's why I definitely recommend the medicinal marijuana doctor. Yes. Yes. Great. And you, so you, mm-hmm. again, let me just congratulate you, but restate. So your, your scans are clear. There's no evidence mm-hmm. of the disease anymore. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're you're, are you just taking the same level of RSO? Have you dropped it down on a daily basis? For maintenance, you only have to take really one to two grams a month. But I'm probably doing a little more than that. For me to eat, um, I've never gained my weight back. And my doctors look at that closely with esophageal cancer. So for me to eat, I actually have to smoke the weed to get an appetite to eat. Good. You found a found a solution. So just to make sure I understood it, RSO, you said you you're now at a point you were up to almost a gram a day during the full on treatment. Is that right? Yeah. Now you're one to two grams a month in maintenance smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is recommended. I mean, we have a protocol that we follow, but here's the issue with the protocol. Some people take longer to build up a tolerance. Some people take longer to reach NED. Um, so, uh, you know, I would recommend that if you can follow the protocol, great, but at least start somewhere and start building up a tolerance. And of course, we make suppositories and suppositories you will not be able to buy. So um, learning how to make suppositories is great because when you insert them, you bypass the liver. Therefore, you bypass a lot of the high. And it goes right for the potency and the effect on the body, the healing sure. effect. So the you mm-hmm. said something earlier, you, people are considered cancer-free once they are NED or no evidence of disease for five years. Okay, and, that's for esophageal cancer only. I don't esophage- know the other cancers. Okay, okay, good. Just to clarify for yeah. esophageal cancer. And how many years have you been NED? Great. It'll be three, three in August. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. All right. Two more years to go. Well, it's it's so powerful. It's so inspiring. And it's so helpful to hear and share these stories. And uh, what what I'd, I'll ask you is if you can give me your contact information, I will put it in the show notes so that anybody can reach out and then you can help guide where they are if they're in a legal, uh, legal state. Um, and I would imagine you ask things like, what state are you in? What type of cancer do you have? Things like that. And that really helps yeah. you guide them, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Any other words of wisdom before we, we close out today, Shardell? I think healing the body is a lot of pieces of the puzzle. So I think staying positive is really important. Maybe having faith in a higher being is important. And to throw everything you can at it and know your body, because your body's going to tell you what's going to work for it and what's not. Yes, indeed. Those are really, really good mm-hmm. words of wisdom. Well, thank you for sharing your story. So to, to you and all of our listeners out there, I wish you peace and good cannabis wellness, continued good cannabis wellness to you, Shardell. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Grandma and Her Gummies. If you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is share this episode with your friends and family. And be sure to follow and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. To learn more about resources and products for safe and effective cannabis use or to share your cannabis story, visit our website at grandmaandhergummies.com.